Yesterday we did chapter, we finished the chapter 19 in Sefer Shemuel Bet, and people were, the factions of Yehuda and Israel <coughs> were fighting with one another over who has more of a claim to David and how Yehuda brought in David alone, but Israel wanted to be involved. Why didn't they involve Israel? And we said, notably, David stays out of this discussion. He probably could have put it to rest in his, you know, the way, in the way, in his politically savvy way that he used to. He, for some reason, doesn't. Then there's a man in chapter 20 named Sheva ben Bichri, Benjaminite, who blows a shofar and says, yeah, that's it, we're not with David. We're going, starting our own nation. Ishli ohalab Israel, all the Israelites, let's go be separate. Okay. Now we're on Pasuk Bet of chapter 20. We're going to do a bunch of Pesukim. The people of Israel that were from David, that were supporting David, went after Sheva ben Bichri. But the people of Yehuda stayed with their king from the Yarden to Yerushalayim. So a lot of Israelites go, not all of them definitely, but a lot of Israelites go. It says all Israelites. I think it's exaggerating. Oh, because David... Supported their claim that no, he didn't support either one. But the fact that he was silent, yeah, seems that's like what I mean. The silence, the people of Yehuda felt because... like they were in the right, and the people of Israel got offended. So they said, Okay, we're not with David, let us go. And a lot of Israelites joined Shavab and Bichri in this rebellion. And then David comes to his house, Yerushalayim, he makes it home finally. And remember what happened with those Pilakshim that he had left to guard the house. Who was with them? Avshalom slept with them, right? So he comes back to his home and he takes those ten pilakshim, Ashirinyak Bishmura Bait that he'd left to protect the home, to take care of the home by Tenembet Mishmerit. He put them in like a in like a in like a in like a safe house by Khalkilem and he supported them. Baalehem Loba, but he didn't he didn't sleep with them anymore. But the Yenat al Yom Mutan Al Minut Hayut. And they were tied up until the day of their death in, in widowhood uh, during their life. So these women basically like never got... Them? To, you punished them? Not really punished them, but they're kind of like, you can't let the wives of, king, of the king marry, marry hedyot, marry normal people, because it's disrespectful to the king. Is it a halakha? I don't like, know. Like for Kohen, I don't know the deen. Cohen can't marry a Amana or something. Here, like that. I'll show you what the Radak says. I don't know what's the deen. There is a machloket in the Chachamim. Mehem amru ki mutarot Some say they were mutarot for him. Ella shekavashat yitzro mehem timurat mashe ispia yitzro mashe yasrulo mana ata yitzro mashe yamutarlo. And he stayed away from them, even though they were mutarot, even though they were permitted to him, because with Batsheva he had he had sinned with something that was. Asur, now he wanted to be extra strict and restrict himself from something that was mutar. That's the first opinion. <clears throat> and some say they were forbidden to him, which is why he wasn't with them. Just like a woman who the king has been with is forbidden to normal people. See, it says that. If the normal person, the everyday person, is with a woman, is it, obvi- is it not obvious that she should be forbidden to the king? 
Meaning the Gemara here, or the whatever it's quoting from the Yerushalmi and Sanhedrin, uh, it it assumes that. And Absalom is normal. No, it, he he's not a king, right? Uh-huh. But I'm saying it it assumes that obviously, if a normal person that if the king is with a woman, then she now becomes forbidden to everybody else. That's uh-huh. that's deep. Well, it adds. That if a normal person is with a woman, she becomes forbidden to the king. Right? If the king is with the woman, she becomes forbidden to normal people. You could, you could make sense out of that because then the person yeah. could claim, I was with the wife of the king and so on and so on. So how, how did that make sense? But if a woman... Ah, that's what I was going to say. The interesting thing is that, that that would technically mean that there was an added layer of Isur to being with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. An added layer of Isur. But that's not only that. Even Abigail... Oh, Eshet Nabal. Eshet Nabal. She's also, uh, you know. Yeah, that's how she's named also Eshet Nabal. So, so that would be two Isurim. I doubt that's the din. I doubt. I doubt it's actually the din. Probably just frowned upon. I don't know, but there's definitely a din that if the king is with someone, then so so what happened is for whatever reason David didn't want to be with these pilakshim anymore. Maybe out of a like a. Like out of uh, just trying to do teshuvah for what he did with Bathsheba, according to the first opinion, or maybe because they were asurot, but for whatever reason, they're also asurot to everybody else. So now they're, so now they're just stuck in a, in a in a state of widowhood for the rest of their lives, which is pretty sad. It's pretty pretty uh, tragic, no? Pretty tragic. Okay, see, we don't have kings nowadays, so we don't have to deal with any of this shtiyot. <laughs> All right, pasuk dalid. So the king then said to Amasa, who's the, his, now his favorite general, his new general, his new general that he borrowed old. from Avshalom, uh. right? Gather for me the people of Yehuda within three days. And in three days, show up with the people of Yehuda. Okay? I need you to build for me an army out of the people of Yehuda. Bring them back in three days so that we can go get, uh, get this Sheva ben Mikri, stop the rebellion, and it won't become, turn into a really big issue. And Amasa went to gather Yehuda But he was late For the time that David had set for him Maybe Three days go by And he's still not back with his army Which is interesting Because I doubt Yoav and Abishai With their intensity would ever have trouble Gathering men for war But Amasa takes some time he's, he, he, Meaning it seems like David And asking Amasa come back in three days He's on He's kind of used to the, the efficiency with which Yoav and, and Avshalom operated. You know? Okay. Pasuk David said to Avishai, Ata yera la nusheba ben mihkri min Avshalom. Ata kahit abde adonecha urdofa harav pen matza lo arim bitsurot vihitzil aynenu. So David then said to Avishai, he doesn't talk to Yoav directly, he talks to Avishai, and he says, this guy, Shavad bin Birchi, is going to do worse to us than Avshalom. Ata, you, kachet avde adonecha, take the servants of your master. Now he's talking to Avishai, and he's saying, take the servants of your master. Now who is he referring to? Yoav. Yoav. He doesn't want to talk Avishai to Yoav directly. Again? Avishai is Yoav's brother. brother. His younger brother. Yeah. Yoav is the leader, Avishai is second in command, but Avishai also is here and there, he's, he's helping David. Right? So he, tells, he talks to Abishai, he doesn't speak to Yoav, because Yoav is the one who killed Avshalom, so he doesn't want to speak to him. He says, go get the, the servants of your master, meaning your, the, the soldiers. He said, go get the soldiers that are Yoav's like, legion, 
Mm-hmm. You know, Yoav has control over a group of soldiers. Go get them and run after Sheba Mnichri, lest uh, he find a city. Difficult phrase to translate. So it means something like, and he will save himself from our search. Or he will save himself from us. Okay? So David tells Abishai okay. to go out also. So now you have, the scenario is, Amasa is in the field gathering men for war. He's still running late. And Abishai and Yoav are now going out to find Shavu and Rikuri. If, if David had such a concern with uh, uh, Shavab and Bikri, right? That why did he give three days time for Amasa to gather uh, like people? Right? He's like, okay, Amasa's laid you off. And, I don't uh, know. I think in that, in that, that timeline is how long it takes. And I don't know if there's a way to do it any faster. That's how long it takes. Well, at least that's how long it would take for you up. Now he expects Amasat to be on par with Yoav. Now the problem is Yoav is a fantastic general. As annoying as he is, and as much, and as much independent decision-making he makes to our, you know, to, like, to, the, to the detriment of David, he's still fantastic at what he does. So I have a feeling David is asking Amasa, okay, like, go, this, this takes, probably takes three days. Now for a normal general, it takes more than three days, but Yoav was able to do it in three days. So he says, oh shoot, this is going to get worse than us, for us, than Avshalom. But, but so he calls has Abishai. the army ready? It seems like Yoav had his soldiers. I, I, I don't know exactly, obviously, honestly. But, and maybe he's saying, you take your platoon, maybe his closest soldiers, and go in like a small, with like a small unit and just capture this guy and kill him. So the people of Yoav go after Abishai with Yoav, obviously. And the Kreti and the Peleti and all the strong men. They leave Yerushalayim to run after Sheva ben Mikhri. They are by the big stone in Giv'on, which is probably where Amasa went to gather soldiers. And all of a sudden they come and they see Amasa. Now, what could it be if Amasa was just on Abshalom's side? Could it also be that Yoav is a little bit suspecting of him, of not being fully loyal to David? Yeah, of course. So, just like... Just like uh, Avner. Avner, yeah. Because all of a sudden this guy starts a rebellion, and then David sends you to go get, a sol- go get soldiers, and he's kind of unprotected, and you just take your sweet time. Could it be that you're just... Waiting, wasting time so that Shevat ben Bichri succeeds in conquering Yerushalayim and taking David. Yeah. So there is also it's a way to look at it in Yoav's favor and that he's being protective of David, right? And Amasa comes before them. Okay, very, very compressed pasuk. But basically, Yoav goes up to him and he is wearing his his army clothing and he had a sword attached to him in the socket the sword socket whatever it's called and he put it on his loins on the side and then it was in its holder and he leaned and the sword fell over onto the ground again i don't know 
it, it falls over, it tips over. He had a sword in, in the scabbard? He had a sword, whatever it's called. The scabbard is called? I think so. Okay, he had a sword in the sheath? Yeah. Okay. The sheath, sheath is whenever, is the action of taking it out. Oh, really? I think so. So he had a sword in that thing, and then he, it comes out and falls out. Now, why is that important? So Yav says to Amasa, "Hashalom Atachi, how are you doing? Are you good, my brother?" Then Yav's right hand takes the, the, the beard of Amasa, lin shoklo to kiss him. Va Amasa lo nishmar baherev asher biad Yav, and Amasa did not realize to protect himself from the sword that was in Yav's hand. and he struck Amasa with that sword. In the rib, by Shpoch, Me'av, Arza, his innards fell out. Velo Shanalo, he didn't even have to repeat the piercing. By Yamot, and Amasa died. Yoav, Avishai, Achiv, Radaf, Ahare, Sheva, Ben Bichri. And Yoav and Avishai's brother, they then run after Sheva, Ben Bichri without Amasa. So, how did he pull it off? It seems like it seems like the whole ploy with, with putting the sword in his thing and having it fall out was that he would be able to access it with his left hand. I don't know the dynamics, but he grabbed Amasa with his right hand, which is typically the sword hand, Mm -hmm. which caused Amasa to say, okay, his strong hand is unprotected, is not being used right now, it's on my beard. So I have nothing to worry about this guy. But then Yoav had already slipped the sword out of the sheath or whatever (laughs) to a place that he would have been able to access it with his left hand, at which he grabbed it, and stabbed Amasa and he killed him. That seems to be what happened here. Meaning the whole thing was kind of like, um, you remember Ehud early on in the book of, of yeah, the uh, lefty. Shofatim? So people didn't realize to protect themselves from him because he was a lefty. So he was using, he had the sword in the wrong place, in the, technically in the wrong place. So nobody would have realized, right? So that seems to be what Yoab did in order to kill Amasa and then Amasa now has died. And Yoav and Avishai continue the chase of Shabab and Mikhri. We continue with Hashem the story on Monday. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.